Hey, this is Eastlake BBA, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you. We hope this builds your faith. Enjoy the message. My name is Jose, alcoholic addict. You know, and, and, and I've always wondered for, for lots of years, um, what's the difference between being happy and being joyful? And I never really got an answer until I began to experience what the difference is. Freedom comes in this program where we're here tonight. We're not using tonight. Whether you have one day, you have 10 days, you have 32 years, or whatever it is, the freedom comes from coming here. All of a sudden, a package of cocaine that's controlled most of my life, all of a sudden, it's longer around. So all of a sudden, I have freedom to be able to live life in life's terms, which I couldn't do before because I was using and drinking. And so the freedom is, you know, we, that we come here and we start going to meetings, you know, we get sponsored, we start to run steps, we start to make phone calls, and we find a community. The community before I came here was a community of just being at bars, completely in bondage. That's all that I did. I was not free, I was chained up. Everything that I did was to get a patch of cocaine. Everything around it was just a thought. I would do anything to just get that package. So I was chained up in a bondage. So the minute I got to the program, the first meeting, what happened is this, I began to feel something different. I began to experience something different. So the freedom happens when you're here. The freedom is not out there. If you're using, you're still in bondage. As time goes on, as time you start to recover, what begins to happen is also the freedom inside begins to, to happen. And then the question of, so what's happiness? What happiness means is this, that all of a sudden, I come from a place where I'm completely depressed, completely bummed out when I'm using, and there's really no happiness. The only time I was happy is when I had a drink, or I called my dealer, and he showed up. Outside of that, there was no happiness whatsoever. And even though I had some great times, partying and stuff like that, basically, I was dead inside. There was no happiness whatsoever. What begins to happen here in the program is, all of a sudden, we begin to smile. That's the first thing that happens. <clears throat> we hear other people talk about their stories, and we begin to smile. Second of all, we begin to look at people in their eyes. Third of all, we invite you to parties. All of a sudden, we start to have fun in this program without drinking and using. It takes time. But all of a sudden, we begin to experience happiness. The problem is this, that <clears throat> happiness is interrelated to circumstances. So for example, let's say you have a million dollars in the bank. You're secure and happy, okay? But let's say you cannot pay your rent. You're not very happy. I'm having surgery on Wednesday because I have kidney stone, okay? I'm not very happy. The circumstance in life that, is, that, that, that creates is unhappiness. There's concern, there's fear. So I don't think that anybody that's going to go to surgery will be happy, basically. If I didn't have a kidney stone, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't go into surgery. I would be okay. So happiness is interrelated to circumstances. And we, at least me as an alcoholic, even as I recover, I begin to feel this, and I go like this, you know, this is black and this is white. So happiness is related to the way I think, which is 
Okay? Today's a good day. Why? Everything's working out my way. I'm very, very happy. I call everybody and say, you know, man, it's a great day today. But what about when something goes wrong? And all of a sudden, I begin to have more of a reflection during the day. Because I'm unhappy. Because things are not working out my way. So those are two things. But the one that never really, nobody really talks about is joy. What does it mean to be joyous? And here it says in page one, I'm calling 133, it says that God, not my sponsor, not the meetings, not my friends. It says that God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. So they, 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 they have two words, happiness and joy, which I think are two different, two different words. So what's joy, I think? <clears throat> Number one, joy can only come from God. It is not interrelated to how many how the steps, how many sponsors I have, how many means I go to. Not interrelated to that. It's a supernatural thing that happens in the fourth dimension that God begins to change the inside to be able to have a heart attitude that produces joy in the world. Meetings don't produce that. If forces produce that, nothing produces that. And all of a sudden, then, what begins to happen is this. It doesn't matter what happens in my life. Joy has nothing to do with circumstances. It has to do with the attitude of the heart that goes like this. I am dying right now. Okay? I'm going to have surgery on Wednesday, but guess what happens? I'm approaching the surgery with joy. Attitude of the heart. I have to be able to relate in life. So when I get to the doctor on Wednesday, I'm not going like this, well, you know, you suck. Or you look at the nurse, you go like this, well, you know what you do, do a better job. I mean, consider people through joy to this attitude of the heart that becomes loving. Why? Because I'm allowing my higher power or my God to be able to love me and pour joy, joy into my life to produce joy into the world. And all of a sudden, then we don't get affected as much by circumstances or being unhappy. So if I, if I have a million dollars in the bank, I have joy. If I have a dollar in the bank, I still have joy. It's no longer a choice. It's a way of life. <coughs> and the more I help people, the more I talk to people, the more I come to meetings, it seems that because of God, joy begins to increase. So it's nothing to do with nothing. Has to do with this connection that we developed throughout the years with God. But He begins to soften up my heart that was completely hardened when I came to the program, full of resentment, full of fear, all those things. Begins to soften that up for what reason? To be able to open it so He can fill me with whatever He wants. And one of them is joy. It's not the only thing He fills me with. So when I come into a meeting and I see a person that I don't like, Instead of having an attitude, I go to the person and have joy. And try to make that person have joy also. But what? By staying in my hand. See, it's easy to have joy when you like people. It's hard to have joy when you don't like somebody. And here we begin to learn that our enemies 
are the ones that produce more joy in our hearts because it's difficult to do it. So how does it work? All right, so I have a situation in my hands, okay? Uh, surgery. Probably not be a big deal. But if I look at my surgery on Wednesday, every single day, what happens is this, all of a sudden the surgery is going to become real, real big. I won't be able to handle it. It's going to affect everything that I do. Every single conversation is going to be about how bad I'm going to feel, number one. Number two, I'll be going like this, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I might be dead. Number three, you know what? There'll be anesthesia, you know, you know what that happens with that. The doctor, I hope he went to a good university. And it, it begins to grow. As it begins to grow, this or begins to grow, then my joy is stolen from me. The more I look horizontally to a situation, the more unhappy I feel and the most joy I feel in my heart. So what do we do in this program? Well, first of all, we've got to find a higher power. Or we let the higher power find us. That's the first thing. We came to believe that the power grades are through sanity. It doesn't mean that that's me. My sponsor is a power greater than ourselves. It's way bigger than me, and it seems to be that's completely outside of me, even though I have some power after a while inside of me. So. How do I do it? I go to him first. And I ask for his help. It's not so much that I get up at 5 a.m. to meditate for an hour or an hour and a half. It's not so much that I read the literature. That helps all of it. But the main helping hand is my higher power that begins to fill my heart with this stuff that I get from anywhere else. And when I look at my higher power or God, what happens is, that thing that's bothering me becomes smaller, and I can have joy in it. Not to say this, by the way, I'm so thankful that Wednesday I'm having surgery. That's stupid. Well, you got to find a guy to heart. Well, good luck with that. I'm not going to thank God for having surgery on Wednesday. But I'm going to ask him to help me to go through the whole process and have a good attitude with everybody, from my wife to my daughter, everybody else, basically. So I don't get angry, I don't get resentful, and I don't begin to trip out. And joy causes that not to happen. But it can only come from God. There's no other way to do it. I tried. Just have a joyful heart. Okay, let's make a choice. I'm just going to be joyful today. Two minutes later, we're going to this. We're not going to turn it over to God. It doesn't work that way. It's this incredible connection that begins to happen with a higher power, with God, in daily basis, that because I'm spending time with Him, I find out He wants to spend time with me. And because He wants to spend time with me, what He does for me is He gives me joy. And I can have it all the time. It's not just because, you know, I'm good to go or I have money. Or I have a good relationship or a bad relationship. It's not that. We can be in the worst situation ever and still produce this attitude to the situation. We can be joyful. 
I think that's the difference between those, three, those two things. You know, I'm gonna make fun all of them for a second. You know, um, the World Cup's going on, so there's no that. And you know, I've been watching every single game. So I get up at 1.30 a.m. I watch the two, the five, the eight, the letters. I watch all the games so far. And I watch a lot. <clears throat> I'm just a soccer fan. And so, you know, Argentina was playing against Mexico. And so, you know, I didn't score, and I sent that guy right there, the spiritual guru, I sent him a message. And I said, hey, Argentina. He goes like this. If Argentina made F Messi, and I go like, all right, cool. See, there's no joy in that. He's completely unhappy. And then they scored the second goal. He didn't even talk to me for like 24 hours. See, Okay, see, that's <laughs> Now, if he had joy, we go like this, eh, it doesn't matter. There's another game. See the difference? <laughs> we walk, look, but you have a day or not. Man, if you got one day sober tonight, okay, the parents are still using, you have something to say about it. An experience will benefit others, not my knowledge. I can memorize this whole book. My knowledge is not going to do it. It's how I experience this book in my life that can bring to the world for what reason? To make a change in the world, one person at a time. And God provides that for us to be able to do it on a daily basis. No doubt. I don't even have a week, and I really don't care what's going on with you. The solution is here. You gotta get here first. You gotta begin to do the hard work at the beginning. And then when you start doing the hard work, all of a sudden the hard work just becomes part of life. Because God wants to begin to change your attitude, begins to change your self-centeredness, begins to change the fact that you think you are God. Guess what? You're not. You've never been, you, know, you will never be. Is to realize that I have to live in community and be able to bring something into the community because of my experience. And part of it is being joyful. It's not also to come and go like this, I don't have a problem, let's just sing hallelujah. It's not that either. It's not fake. Joy is never fake. Joy just happens. And people can see it. Happiness is different. When you're unhappy, people can see it. What's wrong, man? Well, you got there to get, shouldn't be happy. You shouldn't be unhappy, man. What's wrong with you? Have you got have, have you a newcomer? Have you been going to meetings? How'd you sit on triangle? Really? Well, I'm unhappy because I'm dying inside. And I don't know what to deal with right now. I'm afraid. I don't mind that. But even when I'm so afraid, I can have I can have joy. Freedom. True freedom inside doesn't come from happiness. Doesn't come from meetings. It helps. Workshops, steps. Freedom comes when my heart is empty out enough. I've been humble enough by God to finally get on my knees and recognize. 
that He is everything to me, and all that He provides for me is a way to live a new life. It happens to be good with everything that happens that is not so good, basically, and have the attitude of having joy in it to be able to handle it and bring that to the table. Because so somebody's suffering, I'm not judgmental. I go like this, I understand. And I try to be joyful about it. So the person can begin to do what? To experience the freedom in this program. Whether you go to AA, BBA, Chinese check, it doesn't matter. It's all the same steps. So if you're here tonight and you're not out there, guess what? You're free. One day, two days, three days, I don't care. If you if you if you have a couple of days, three, four, five days, next thing those five days become five months, then five years, then ten years, then fifteen years, twenty years, thirty years, and so on and so forth. And all the same you have to handle life joyfully. Thanks. I'm Keith, uh, grateful, recovered alcoholic. Keith. I uh, thank you, Jose. I uh, always get a lot out of it. Happy, joyous, and free is uh, something that I avoided. Um, I could find happiness in anything that I wanted. Um, that heart attack last year, we were talking about it beforehand, uh, looking at that surgery. If you had told me beforehand when I was having that heart attack that it was going to be the best thing that ever happened to me, um, I'd have told you you were freaking nuts. But it bettered my health, and it gave me that look that, you know, these struggles that if you have the right mindset and 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 you have this program and, and you have these tools that that we've learned, you can get through it. Um, I've gone through a lot of challenges in life and, and I've always been happy. Um, I heard a, another man share that when you drive down to the, to the water, you know, it's always, you're always happy. Um, but then one day you get on the dock and you realize, oh, it's a little happier out here on the dock. And then you get on the boat one day and you're like, well, I'm only two steps from where I was, but I'm even happier. Um, when you get out on that boat, you watch that sun to that, that's when you find that joy. That's when you find that, that God being. I went to Montebello this weekend for a family function wedding. And I had the mindset ahead of time, yeah, you know, we'll make the best of it. It's LA, it's gonna be bad traffic. No traffic, just went up there, got a nice hotel. Uh, Hilton Garden Inn in Montebello, gorgeous. Room had a fireplace, 50-inch wide screen that turned around. I was happy. And then I got up in the morning and somebody had broken into my truck and stole all the tools out of it. But I had this program. And I didn't let it ruin the whole entire weekend. I was up there with my wife. And that's the joy that I have, the power of God that is in my life that allows me to go, well, I should have known better than to go to Montebello with tools in the back of my truck. I just trusted too much, um, but I didn't let it ruin my life. I didn't let it ruin my day. I didn't let it ruin our trip. We had the greatest time up there. Came back through Temecula, pulled in, and there's my son selling jams. My son's autistic. He's 26 years old, and they said he was never going to do anything in life. He'd always live in the back bedroom, and he started watching YouTube videos, and 
of how to make jellies and jams. He has 17 different jams and jellies that he makes now. And he makes $1,500 a week at farmer's markets selling these things. And people come from all over the place to buy these jams. A lady that comes down every year from Minnesota and buys every one that he has. I said, why don't you just mail them to her? No, I don't know how to do that, Dad. Okay. You know? And it fills my heart that I've, I've done these things right. And that's where I get to be the happy, joyous, and free because I'm not attached to that hangover that would come from the day after that, that wedding. Uh, I sat there with my wife and her ex-husband, her ex-brother-in-law, and the other ex-brother-in-law, and watched them kill a bottle of Patron at the table, spitting tequila all over me all night. The old me, I'd have stood up and popped somebody before the end of the night. But I just gave it up to God. And I ate fish fin soup. And I ate jellyfish brain noodles. And I did the best I could. And I had the greatest time. Um, watching these people not being attached to any one thing that was there, but just being in the moment, knowing that it's not, not all about me. I was there to support my wife and to support her son, and we had the greatest time. I didn't let it affect me, and it's because of this program, but it, like Pastor Jose said, it's from finding that, that connection with God so I can jump from the beach onto the dock and onto the boat and find that joy and be free of that daily hold from the drugs and the alcohol. So I'm Keith, they'll take another 24. Thank you. When it is pickers, uh, hi, I'm da I am David and I am an alcoholic. And uh, Jose, thank you again very much. Uh, it's always uh, a joy when you're here in my heart. You were talking about your operation, you know, and how you feel about it. And uh, before the operation, you know, I was, uh, uh, let me see, 15 years ago, I had the worst operation of my life. My life uh, was changed from that day. Uh, my goodness. Imagine this, I had the worst, most aggressive cancer that is prostate cancer for a man. Imagine this. For the grace of God, I was sober at that time. You know, I was an Alcoholics Anonymous before and I was 13 years sober. And they always try to tell me the word God and that this program is so spiritual and, you know, God has to do everything for you. And uh, this is what was, that it was in my mind, you know. And I, by that time, I did not, I wasn't happy with God. God and I, we did not get along at all. Actually, the word God bothers me at that time, okay? So the problem is... God works in mysterious ways with me. God is always testing me, day after day, okay? So the only thing that I have in my mind when I went to this major operation, they just give me a little chances of live. And if I leave, my life will be a very, very merciful life because I was an Italian in that time. And, I was going to be 
Nobody after the operation. Okay, so I had to go to, to this crazy uh, meetings with the nurses and the doctors and tell me that uh, I still can be a man. And I say, how in the hell am I going to be a man? You know, my question is, Jose, I have a question for you. What was I feeling that day? Because my only mind that, you know, from, for the weeks before, my only mind, my only thought was Alcoholics Anonymous. But I was not a spiritual, uh, I wasn't living in a spiritual life at that time. My question is, how in the hell was I so, like, nothing is going to happen to me. I'm not going to die. I was not afraid. My wife liked to share this all the time. She said that I'm, 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 I'm terrifying when I have a stupid little call. But when I had to go to this major stuff, I'm not afraid of it. And I tried to tell her, that's why. My question for you, what in the hell was I that time? I was joy, I, I was uh, uh, joyous, <laughs> joyous, or how in the hell you explained that to me because I tried to get you know, into that what you're feeling right now. How was my mind working at that time? That's a question for you. You want an answer? Yeah, yes. Yes, I was, I, was, uh, I was 13 years old, and about that time I was only 8 years old. Okay. You were only 8 years old, so you've been coming here for 8 years. Right? Y- yes. What do you think I was doing? Right now? No, then. Dr- drinking and drugging. No, no, you were sober. I was sober, yes. By the surgery. So why do you think God was doing while you were sober and you were having your surgery? Well, right now, I know. But, uh, okay, I got you. At that time, see this? This is, this is how, you know, my mind works. I, I, was, I was just, uh, you know, when you were talking, I was just, oh my gosh, this is, this is life. This is joy, you know? And believe me, I have a, I passed very terrible, terrible years after that, you know? But right now, my goodness, I don't, I, I mean, I'm really happy. I'm happy and I don't care to share these things, you know, because in the beginning I, I used to be, uh, you know, embarrassed to say these things, ashamed, but not anymore. And this is what God has done for me. So thank you, guys. My name is Vladimir, and I'm an addict. Um, I'm in a program right now, Salvation Army. I'm there because um, I guess I'm court-ordered to be there. I committed a crime in 2020. I was ordered to do a program, and um, I never got in because of the COVID. And um, I continued to use and drink for like a year, and then I, I committed more crimes along the way because of my using and drinking. And um, I never showed up to court, and I wanted. It got to a point where I wanted to be clean, but I couldn't because I ended up having um, like six warrants, and um, I didn't want to go to prison, so I just kept living like that for a whole year but in my heart and in my mind i wanted to stay clean and sober because i didn't like the way i was living it was bad and um i was breaking relationships harming people that truly cared for me i was burning bridges my family didn't want me at home because um the police were the bounty hunters were calling them harassing them and um and i finally got arrested because um one morning i was going to I was going to work and I got pulled over by a cop and um, I usually would always give a cop my my brother's name because we look exactly alike and um and he just noticed the difference um 
he has a mole in the right here that I don't. Usually, I would always slide, but not this cop. Notice that, and he said, um, you're lying to me. Long story short, he arrested me, and um, I knew I was going to prison, and while I was in jail, I prayed, and I asked God to give me a chance to change my life because I didn't want to go to prison. I have my son, and I want to be there for him. And um, I was praying like till, till my sentencing came, and then I told my lawyer what she can argue, that I never had a fair chance to, to go into a program, and... um. And um, yeah, it worked and he granted me a program and he told me that this time if, if I mess up, I'm gonna go to, I was gonna go to prison for three years and he made me sign another deal that I'll go to prison for four years if I mess up once because um, I was on the run for so long. And um, so then when I got to, um, when I got um, sentenced to a program, I didn't know where I was going and I went to the Salvation Army and, oh, well, wait, let me go back a little bit. While in jail, I, I knew I wanted to change my life. So I, I put in an inmate request to, to get like counseling or therapy or any type any type of help that I can be that can help me become a better person, and I got a response saying, "Oh, we don't we don't offer anything because of COVID nineteen, and that really sucked." So um, I mean, and then I was waiting for a for a program to pick me up, and I prayed and asked God to give me a program that will help me become a better man and a better person, and that way I can get closer to Him. And He gave me Salvation Army and. Um, and um, I'm happy to be there because we go to church every day and uh, we we get good counseling. I meet a lot of positive people, and I'm just, and I plan to stay sober, so um, this is actually my first time sharing ever in my whole, ever in like my six months being sober, and um, thank you all ever for actually, I don't know if I, that's all I got. <laughs> all right, my name is John, I'm an addict. Uh, I usually don't like to share much either, but... Uh, at least it's not my first time. It's probably like my fourth or fifth time. I've only been sober like uh, like 90 days so far. So, um, yeah, so like being here, I've been coming here for like about three months on and off. But, um, you know, I see you guys getting up here with like English as your second language. And you guys sound awesome up here. And English is my first. So... And I sometimes don't even know what to say in my first language, let alone the second. So, um, anyway, I don't know. So I, I, I guess I'll just kind of do a run through. I, I've been, I've been a lot of places, and I'm 31 years old, and um, I was born in Florida, uh, raised in Kansas City, and. I've done a lot of jumping around the last like 10 years. I started using it like 14, so uh, I've been doing this for like 16 years. And Salvation Army is actually my seventh rehab. <clears throat> so um, I've been doing this a while. I've been coming to AA for like 10 years, but I haven't really um, understood or grasped kind of like the idea of this, this book. I was actually, so like, a decade ago, I tried to get a sponsor, and I was just kind of half-assing it and just doing what I needed to do in order to, you know, get the okay for from my, you know, people, like my family, the people that were kind of forcing me into the rehabs and stuff. But I got a sponsor here at the Salvation Army um, because, well, they make you get a sponsor, but... Um, and I, I at first didn't like the idea of like, oh, they forced me to get a sponsor. It kind of stinks. You know, I don't want to force, forcefully ask somebody that I don't even like relate to. Um, but 
actually, I ended up coming across this guy, super cool guy. And anyway, long story short, we were in, in the, um, the little counseling room at the Salvation Army the other day, and, and we were reading the, there is a solution. So I, I read Bill's story by myself, and me and him read the doctor's opinion together. And me and another couple guys that we were, uh, were, me and two other guys are actually his sponsees, and we read There is a Solution. And, you know, I, I read most of the book about a, a decade ago, and I just read it at face value. And, and, you know, I mean, I got some things out of it. Some, we, had to, we had to memorize the promises and stuff like that. But at sitting down and reading the book was, like, it's mind-boggling, like, how, how someone, like, this, this guy, this Bill guy that, that wrote this, it's mind-boggling how he can put this in words. I mean, it, it blows my mind, and, like, I haven't even, like, I'm only on There is a Solution, and we just finished that, and, like, we, me and the two other sponsees sat there, and we're just, like, it, we're, our minds are blown, like, because we're, we're all new in recovery, and we're, like, this is in- incredible how some guy figured out how to put like this issue that people have, rich people have, poor people have, um, mentally challenged people have, young people have, old people have, they all have the same thing that, 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 that we all go through. And like, it's just, it's just, it just, it just baffled our minds just to, just to think like this guy put it all in words for us. Like he, he makes it easy, not easy, but he makes it very like he makes it possible to do something that seems impossible at all hours of the day. Like really, if if you, if you, because I I haven't been able to do anything about it until just recently, like I've tried this seven times. So, I mean, it's, it's a tough thing to go through. Like I'm, I've been completely broken. Like my whole life, even before I started using drugs and alcohol, I was, I was broken. And I mean, not because I grew up in a like a shitty childhood or household, like, and I know some people do go through that, and and I don't personally like understand what it was like to be, you know, tossed into a childhood of of, of misery. But I don't know, like, we all come from different backgrounds, and it's it's a tough thing. So like, I'm realizing that. You know, you got to make friends here at a- in the AA program or NA or whatever you want to do because you can't do it by yourself. And because I've been trying to do life by myself this like the whole time, like, and that's obviously what you hear a lot, but that's kind of like what gets you into the situations you, you get into. And uh, uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling, but uh, I, I don't share much. But thank you. I'm John. My name's Jason. I'm a recovered drug addict and alcoholic. Thank you so much. Um, I, I'm sitting there tonight, and I'm not going to come up here. And, but God put on my heart to let you know something that um, as you spoke tonight and what you said will not only resonate with me today, tonight, throughout the week, um, but probably a lot longer than that. And the last, um, and I say this just to, to let you know, 
that I don't even know you and, and you've touched my heart. Um, the joy that radiates out of you is um, it's remarkable. The last time I listened to you speak, um, you said, I want you to think about the worst thing you've ever done. Not all these things, the worst thing. Where was God? He was right there. What was he doing? He was grieving. He was waiting, right? And those, and I just wanted to share that with you, that those statements and that, that power resonates with me. Like it really, really resonates with me. And the difference between happiness and joyfulness and freedom, I've never looked at it like that. Um, and to understand, to sit there and listen, understand why I, I'm pretty happy today. I got a massive bank account, dude. I'm pretty happy, right? I mean, and I can also recognize how I'm free because I'm here, right? Um, I also understood the importance of joy and the depth of joy and what is truly required to experience joy. And I got to look at my experience just lately in the last couple of weeks and understand that I can be free, I can be unhappy, and I can still experience joy. And my particular situation is, and, I don't, and you're talking about horizontal, and I'm such a believer in that, I don't even like to say it out loud because I don't want to give it power. I don't want to give it power. I want to trust. I want to manifest healing. I want to rely upon God because I have two blown out discs and a blown out knee. And one of my afflictions is prescription opioids. And I have an open prescription. I can get whatever I want, whenever I want. And I combine that with 35 years of smoking weed every day and 30 years of drinking every day. And it, it's like you said, I was in bondage, right? So I became free coming in here. But just recently, you know, I, I'm suffering. I'm in pain. I'm, my mind is telling me to go and just call that doctor and it's okay. And every time I've done it, I've suffered from a relapse. I've been Alcoholic Anonymous four and a half, almost five years. And I, I've never had more than six and a half months of sobriety. So I'm unhappy, right? But I'm free. I'm sober. I'm going to meetings. I'm talking to people about it. And so I get to give it to God. I get to, because see, now that there's a the scripture that tells me that now I live by believing and not by seeing. And I take that to heart and that's how I have to believe in this power that's gonna heal me and it's gonna be okay. So I get to get on my knees and I get to experience comfort. And, and I get to say in excruciating pain, thank you God for placing your healing hands upon me and relieving my pain. And do that over and over and over again and then experience comfort and talk to someone about it and wake up pain-free in the morning and recognize a true power inside of me and joy and understand that that particular situation faced with true joy can just get me free of this pain and free of this addiction and free of this mental obsession that goes on in my mind. So I just want to thank you for, um, for what you said and relate it to experience that I'm going through. And I'm leaving town, I'm going to Disneyland, taking my grandkids. And the last relapse, I went to the Super Bowl. And I drank, man, and I used, and, and it was horrible. And so I've been scared. And you know what? In just 24 hours time, that 
little bit of joy that I allowed God to enter my situation my, and, and everything in my heart, flipped it to, okay, well, you're leaving on December 3rd and you'll have seven months on that day. And it brought a smile to my mouth, to my face. And I felt comfort. And I went within 24 hours time of fear and this dishonest delusion that I, I just, if I just call the doctor, everything will be okay to just give it to God and, and to get through it. So I just want to let you know that the things that you say resonate with me and I don't even know you. And maybe someday I can level my pride and get to know you because that's all that stops me from getting to know each and every one of you in here. And that's the truth. So thanks for letting me share. Hi, I'm Luis, alcoholic. Um, thank you, Jose, for coming down. He drove an hour and 45 minutes to be here with us tonight. So I'm very thankful, brother. Um, you know, when I got here, I was very angry and afraid. I grew up feeling not good enough. I was the, I was the child in my family that was told, in essence, not you. When my first year of high school, uh, there was a, a tryout for wrestling, and I pinned every guy that the coach threw at me, all of them. And because uh, there was just so much anger inside me that I just put it on that mat. I had no prior experience. I went to a school where the, our school was the number one school uh, in that time. So this coach was the top, one of the top coaches in the country. And he drove me to my home and he talked to my mom for over an hour trying to convince her to let me wrestle. And I wanted that so bad, but she was afraid. Not you. So I, I, I missed out on that. And there was just so much I missed out on. And it just made me bitter. And growing up, I wanted to be like my dad. I took his name, you know, and without even knowing what that name meant, it means bitterness. That was me when I got here. And so if you're here tonight, I imagine that you know what it's like to be in bondage to self. That sometimes we choose what we don't even know what it's about. But we want it so much because we want someone to just love us or acknowledge us or just, you know? And so when uh, I heard that on that night, I hit bottom on the 22nd of November. I showed up to my first meeting on the 25th, three days later, because I asked God to just help me get to a meeting. And, uh, and I heard the promises that night, a new freedom and a new happiness. I thought I was free, so I just wanted that double scoop of happiness, because that whole time I'd just been chasing pleasure. For me, love, that's what love was. But I, today I know that it was just chasing pleasure. And, um, but you know, David asked a really good question, you know? It's God that gives us this power. He has already laid out these promises. He's already like, think about it. I mean, this is from 1935, but it goes back to even 2,000 years ago, right? God wants to see all his people free. He gives us this new power so we can be successful through these steps. And so tonight we heard happy, joyous, and free, but flip it the other way. I need to get free from that bondage of self so I can experience that true joyfulness. You know, one night, uh, Jose and I and a few other people, we, after the Old Town meeting, we went to a dinner 
this is like three years ago maybe, in Old Town, and we laughed and laughed as if there was alcohol being served to us. And that was probably only the second time in recovery that I had experienced so much joy and so much laughter. I had stopped laughing. I had stopped laughing. I, today I, I laugh from, de, from that joy, right? And, 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 and I know it's God-given, right? I know it comes from my heart. And then I'm free to experience these happy moments that, that, are, that happen, right? And, but, not, but they're no longer for me trying to buy, you know, whatever car or whatever piece of item or whatever. They're just these moments that happen and, I, and I'm present, you know? I'm present. And so, you know, uh, from, from that change of heart that I've experienced, and the other thing too is, is that I'm, I, I, I let go of who I was trying to be so desperately to becoming rooted in this identity that I am a child of God and that God cares for me and all of us and that he wants to see us free and that he's for us and that he loves us, right? Then I don't have to do anything to earn that love. It's already here. And so from there, it's like my heart just pours out. Today, I can tell you that it does. It's from... You know, being generous with my time and resources. You know, uh, it's being thankful in all circumstances. Not thankful that I went through a divorce, but thankful that he had already brought people around my life. Like Oliver. When Oliver was going through his, through his, I was praying for him. We weren't even that close. And when I went through mine, he was there for me. We were there together, right? And we all got closer. You know, and um, being quick to forgive others, you know. Today I can do that much better than before I got here. I had no tools, right? And, I, and it's because I know now that in God's world, there's abundance. You know, this morning I woke up and the message I saw was, where, this is my busiest weeks. Most money, we make the most money in the business that I'm in in these two weeks. And this morning I found out that some happened and $6,000 was left on the table. I wasn't angry because we've been doing so well and what business doesn't have a hiccup here and there, right? And so um, I just wanna, you know, imagine going through these steps, getting free, living on purpose, so then you can be a pop, you can, we can be a pot, we can influence and be positive, like see a positive change in our world around us. You know, that's what, that's what these, all of this 12 steps and God has given me. And so I'm just very grateful for you, all of you here tonight and for our, our friends here, Lorenza and Carmen, welcome. You know, Lorenza has been very generous to me. She opened her home, you know, and, uh, and I love you for that. You. And so that's all the time I have. Thank you. Octavio Alcohanek.
Yeah, thank you, Jose, for your share. Um, and everyone here, because everyone plays a big role in my life. Um, I have a lot of happiness, you know, just for having great people in my life. You know, that stuff that I didn't see before, and I know I keep sharing that, but I have to tell myself that before, it didn't matter if I was successful or how I was doing, I still had that hole, you know, and that emptiness. So, because being closer to God now, you know, has um, opened up my heart, you know, and remained teachable pretty much, you know, like, um, and I mentioned, you know, I wasn't open about counseling, therapy, all that. And, and now, you know, I give things to God for simple stuff like coffee, you know, like if I have a fire in the backyard and I'm hanging out with my wife and my daughter and I give things to God for that, you know, so the smallest things, you know, to me brings me joy. Um, you know, I, um, there's times where I'm just laying in bed, you know, I smell my wife's hair and I'm like, give thanks to God, you know, for, <laughs> and I still question sometimes how she put up with all my craziness, but I'm thankful for that because now uh, I'm loyal, you know, and I'm also um, thankful, you know, that I can give back to my father. And I, in this program, I came here talking so much about him because of the trauma and all the stuff he put us through. And I was his right, right-hand person, sober or drunk, you know? Like, I was there when the cop showed up, hit the gun, you know, all the stuff. He chased my mom around, you know? Um, there was a lot of trauma, basically. And the bottom line is that um, I never ran away from God, you know? God was always there. And I was always thankful, regardless of, you know, the struggles we have in life, right? Because we all have struggles. And, and for me, today, I'm happy just that my sister's here today, you know, that I know she's been on really, really tough situations. And, and just the fact that my wife's open to come to meetings with me and we make the best of it. You know, there's times where we come here from here, we try to figure a date night, you know, like let's go have fun, you know, and uh, enjoy my granddaughters. You know, those, those are the things that I, no matter what I had before, I was never able to see the positive in my life. So thanks to the power of God, you know, um, and I still get a little disgruntled here and there, you know, but then that's, that's like the sign for me to say, you know what, I need to go get help, come to a meeting, right? Like, I know Keith was there last time we went camping, Lay Henshaw, we were supposed to be all, like, happy, right, with the camp out for AA, and I'm freaking mad because the trailer batteries went bad. We couldn't use any of the stuff inside. And, and again, just God, Keith, and the people there brings joy. So thank you for that. My name is Oliver and I am an alcoholic. And Jose, thank you for being here. I'm still mad, by the way. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had to come up here and say, and be, just to be, to give you my testimony and how God has worked in my life. You know, I heard the, the new guys, man. I, I love you, man. I, I being where you guys are at. And, you know, throughout my life, I was talking to my mother's friend today, and, and we were talking about that emptiness that we feel since we were kids. You know, all our lives, or at least myself as an alcoholic, we always feel this void inside of us, man. No matter what we do, the void keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and for some reason, I did, and I did, and I did, and I did, but I never understood life. You know, that hole was bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, I, I've been blessed, man. All my life, I've been blessed. I've been, I've been blessed with... with with everything. I mean, I had the chance to go out there and, and do my will as I willed it. I was able to make money. I was able to have family. I was able to have kids. I was able to do a lot of things that I thought it would bring me happiness, you know. Um, 
I don't know what financial freedom is, but guess what? I mean, all those things brought me happiness, but they did not bring me joy. The hole was still there. So today I, I live a life that I never knew or thought or wished for or asked for that I would ever live. What God has done in my heart, to me, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. Today I'm, I'm here to love you all. To love you all without expecting anything in return. And that's something that I didn't do. You know, I, I, Jose and I, were, I mean, he's my sponsor and he's a dear friend of mine and I, and I love him. And I used to go to meetings and share and I used to tell him, listen, man, I didn't do anything. God did it. And he used to get mad at me and say, you have to stop saying that. And I said, why, man? Isn't that what's supposed to be? He says, no. God chose you to do what you did. So the inspiration is from God, but he chose you to do it. So today the life that I live is a life that has been given to me. It has nothing to do with me. The only thing that I had to do is to show up in AA. To come here to AA and just have that power come into my life and he's the one or that power is the one that is doing the miracle in my life. So for the guys that, that, that the newcomers, the guys that, I mean, to, 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 to the guys that, that are new to this or that has, the miracle will happen. The miracle will happen. That joy will come. And that joy, we have to do nothing but show up here. I used to remember also telling Jose, it says, okay, I accept God. Now, what do I have to do? And he just looked at me and started laughing. He says, what do you mean, what do you have to do? He says, yeah, yeah, what do I have to do? What's next? What's, what's next in my journey? He says, Oliver, you don't get it, man. You have to do nothing. He has always loved you. So just accept that and just live with that and know that God is real, you know. So today I spend my, my day helping a lady in the morning and then helping a guy in the afternoon. And what I see when I do those things, it's very powerful. I can love them. I can be there for them. I can show them the way, but it's not on my, it's something that has happened in my life. Today, God guides me to where I need to be, and I'm okay with that. I was talking also to Carmelita today, and I said, listen, first she asked me, how are you doing? I said, well, I don't have a third or a tenth of what I used to have before, but I'm as happy as I've ever been. And the only thing that I had to do is to show up here, to do what you guys told me to do here, to follow some directions here, and God did the rest. So we just have to hang in there. I guess I have to hang in there every day, and like Jose was saying, my life sometimes is shitty and my life sometimes gets tough, but the joy hasn't left me for a while now. And that's something that, it just happens. There's not a recipe, it happens. It happens in his time, when he wants it to happen, but all of a sudden it happens. So today I'm joyful. I, I have all of you in my life. I have my mother here. I'm so blessed. I have my girlfriend here. I have my friends. I have my brothers. I have people that I love. You know, with Luis, I mean, I was telling him today that it's, it's an honor for Luis. He's been fighting for this meeting for so long, and today we made a year. Without that, none of you would be here. That's God working through Luis, you know, through this church. So I don't know, man. I'm just so, so grateful that I can love you all, man, and expect nothing in return. Because that's what my God and how my God loves me. He doesn't expect anything in return. 
I used to think that he punished, that I had to repent every day, that I wasn't worthy, that I had to be a certain way in order for him to love me. Today I understand that it's not like that. So thank you and congratulations for your gift. Good evening, family. My name is Jose, and I'm a recovering alcoholic addict. Uh, happiness and fine joy, right, and freedom. I'm finally happy, you know, this, uh, my birthday was Friday. I didn't get to do anything. I was sick, you know. I was in the hospital on Thursday. But, you know, I'm happy. I'm okay. I'm healthy, you know. I'm still a little, my voice is not so good right now, but... You know, you gotta work the steps, you know, just being here, you're in the golden seat. You know, you're accepting that you have a problem and that you're willing to change. That's step one, you know, accepting. Um, that was actually my first Thanksgiving sober and clean, you know, and happy. It was a little weird because I'm used to drinking and getting all messed up and twisted and usually don't remember what happened. Um, it was fun, you know, I was supposed to go to the movies on Friday, but that didn't happen because I was sick. So hopefully I'll go this Thursday or this Friday. So planning to go see uh, Black Adam or uh, Wakanda Forever. You know, I'm a movie guy, so I'll probably go to the zoo with one of the guys, you know. So yeah, man, I find joy now. Like we went to Big Bear about a month ago and I, I had my spiritual awakening. What I mean by that is I found peace in my heart, you know. Like, I went up there, and it was a trip because I went up there with a guy that I normally would have got physical with a few weeks back because of our differences or, you know, our little macho image, whatever, you know. So we went up there, and we actually, like, hugged it out, you know. Now we're, like, kind of talk to each other like normal. So, you know, everything works, you know. You just got to do your part, you know, just... Trust God. I didn't. I wouldn't believe in God, you know. And if I did, I didn't trust Him because I lost my parents in 2009 on my first time being upstate in prison. You know, that was the worst memory, the worst nightmare I ever had. You know, the worst news. So I had a grudge against God. You know, I'm like, why did He take my mom? You know, she was a really good lady. My dad too. You know, they always worked, and um, they didn't give me the example that I that from the life that I lived. So I'm like, you know what, I got to break that chain, that cycle of drinking, of using, or being a bad parent, you know? Everything just starts one day at a time, I guess, you know? You just got to believe in yourself, love yourself, respect yourself, and everything works for the best, I guess, you know? I was scared, you know, because I'm about to finish the program in three weeks, but I left, yeah, like David said, you know, just leave everything up to God. So I'm leaving it up to him, and I have peace in my heart now, you know. I'm happy, you know, I have joy. I actually, I'm actually, like, a lot of the guys are like, well, how do you do it? I'm just, just be you. I don't want to be cool no more. I don't want to be the cool guy, you know, always drinking, always fighting, always doing dumb things to impress people, you know, other guys or women or whatever. Now I just want to impress myself, you know. I want to make my kids happy. I want them to be proud of me. Like my sisters, I finally got to talk to my sister after like almost four years. She's like, don't call me, don't nothing, you know? Because every time I would call her, I was locked up. And she was like, don't call me, what, you want money? I'm like, no, I just want to talk to you and let you know I'm okay. Well, don't call me, call me when you're out. So the only time she answers now is when I'm out. So now I got to talk to her and I have a relationship, close relationship with her. And I'm just happy, you know, for everything. And 
for everyone here. You guys are a great part of my recovery, believe it or not. You know, just love yourself. If you're in there and sitting in the seat dying to come up here, come up here, man. You don't lose anything, you know? You're not going to die. You're not going to lose an arm or leg. It doesn't cost anything. Just how bad you want your recovery, you know? Just be honest, say whatever you want from the heart, and keep coming back, man. This program works. It's working for me, you know? I'm not a knucklehead anymore. You could tell me I'll do whatever you want to me. I ain't going to bother. Walk away. Call me whatever you want, you know? I just... I don't know, I'm different. I throw in the towel, that's it, you know? And uh, a lot of people tell me how you did it. Just do you, you're a grown man, you're a grown woman, right? You know, we weren't shot on the streets, go, front of, go get a sack or go do dumb things. So come up here and share your story, get to know each other. That's all I got. Hello, I am Carmen and I am an alcoholic. And I just want to share with you that I am a miracle. I am a miracle that I think that God brings me here. And I am full of gratitude and love. And I just don't know how to say thank you to life because I haven't done anything since the moment that I quit drinking. And I was, it was difficult because I, I never accepted anything. I, I was the best at the world for everything. And I, uh, rah, rah, rah. No, I discovered that I, am, I was very miserable and that thanks to God, I am here sharing with my grandkids, with my daughter. I am just looking at her family, that it's my family, and right now, I discovered that I didn't think that I deserve anything in life. But right now, and just for the mercy of that wonderful God, and not alcohol in my life, just the gratitude, the joyful, the helpful, the beauty I am living, I just want to share it that we can have it. Or, and I am doing in my old age. And thank you for letting me here. Thank you. All right. How's everyone? Good meeting, right? <laughs> so my name is Octavio, and I'm going to be uh, reading this to celebrate sobriety and recovery. And um, our, our format is a little different, right? So please listen carefully. For those of you who have, are celebrating length of uh, sobriety less than one year, when we call your name, please come forward, right? In this case, um, unless you have a list, um, we're gonna ask if anybody under a year could come up here so we could um, honor you, right? And it also inspires other people to keep doing well, right? Bernie Alcoholic. Bernie. Well, with eight DUIs, I put myself in the program. I'm also a member of the Salvation Army. You know, I'm not there to court. I'm there because I'm tired of living, you know, drunk all the time, you know. Um, joy. Man, talk about joy. Man, ever since I've been in the Salvation Army, man, I'm full of joy, happiness. I didn't have that, you know. 38 years of wasted life. Um, you know, just living in a cycle, you know, same old thing, same old night, same everything, you know. 
hangover every morning, you know, hiding liquor everywhere, you know, um, tired of it. So Salvation Army has opened up my eyes, giving me a new life, a new way of thinking, new hope. Um, see, now I can become the father I was meant to be to my kids, grandfather, you know, a brother, a son, you know. I've been, uh, you know, should have been there, but I was there, but not really there, you know. Alcohol is it's pretty bad, man. It's, it's poison. And, you know, it's, you know, the best thing, I'm tell you. Thanksgiving, man, first holiday ever in my life in 38 years. This is my first Thanksgiving sober. And it was, it was amazing. And the most best thing of that night, my family asked me to bless the house, bless the food. Asked me, alcoholic, the son that was missing in action for 38 years, you know, that's, that meant a lot to me. And when I was done, I mean, the eyes, I saw everybody's eyes were, everybody was crying like I'm doing right now, you know. It felt a blessing. It was a blessing from God. It was the best feeling ever, you know, and um, that's how I did it. Believing in God, having faith, and, um, and surrendering my life to Him. That's how I did it. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Want to make sure we don't miss anybody else uh, under a year? I got six months. Six months? All right. Cool, man. My name's Jason. I'm a recovered drug addict alcoholic. Jason. That's six Jason. months, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for everything. Right. Anybody else under a year? Arlene. Hmm? Right, Arlene. ¿Cuánto tienes? Six months. Six months. I hope I don't start crying. <laughs> um, six months. Um, we just got done doing the workshop. Um, the blessings that I've that I've had since I started coming here I have only been able to go buy groceries once but there's a hot plate every day in my house um, I the honest to God I've only been able to afford to go buy groceries once after that um, my daughter and I didn't talk for two months the first day that she like talked to me again She's like, Mom, I got all kinds of money on my EBT. Come and pick it up. Go get three, $400 worth of groceries. Um, and then just everyone just keeps showing up at my house with a bunch of groceries. Uh, it's been able to, because I was already thinking of like trying to go get another job and stuff like that, but it, it really would have intervened with doing the workshop. Um, I wouldn't have had the, the time... Um, or, or especially the mental to, um, to be able to apply like all the homework that you have to do. Um, I, I would have been really exhausted, but um, I see the, the, the miracle because God didn't let me go get another job, um, but he has kept everything in my house, like absolutely everything. I have, you know, I just have my, my cabinets are like stuffed. Um, and, and I can see God's work at hand. Um, I've also, you know, cause sometimes I argue with him about certain things cause, um, 
you know, I just kind of like things to go a certain way. And so I argue with God about why, <laughs> why isn't he doing it that way? Um, but he does answer. And, and I know that um, there's a reason why he doesn't want me to have extra money in my pocket. But I have enough of everything that I need. My car broke down. There's a reason why he did not want me to have a car and drive around probably back and forth with the toxic person. There's a reason why he has like not letting me have certain things, but absolutely enough of everything that I need to have in my house. And that is a blessing that I like kind of sit and don't even know like how it happens, but, but it happens and I know it's because of him. And, and I'm happy. I've never been at peace. I've never had just tranquility in me. And I don't just see it in me, I see it in my kids. Um, my daughter has rebonded with her daughters. Um, you know, everyone's just kind of doing what they need to do. And I know that they're doing it because they're at peace that their mom's not out fucking drunk somewhere or with that toxic boyfriend, you know. They're just at peace and they're able to do what they need to do. And, and it gives me peace. And I've just been able to enjoy that joy that I, I, I didn't have and I didn't know and I was missing out on. And I'm just really thankful. I'm thankful for everyone and, and the BBA program and just everything and being learning how to align with God, something that I never knew. And I've always had, I can always hear him or felt him, but it was like, oh God, I'm on a really sick one. <laughs> and, and, and I ran away from that. But being here, the way I've been able to align with him and, and see how he's trying to direct my life has brought me the biggest joy I could ever imagine. Thank you. Thank you. Are we missing anybody under a year? Dora, would, would you love to uh, take the 24? 24-hour token? Um, I'm grateful for, um, for my brother to bring me here. And um, it's just been very hard to get on my isolation. You know, I isolate myself. It's been very hard to get back to my sobriety that I had. It's been three years and I can't get it back. It's just, um, I know it's because, you know, I put God in that little box, you know, and I, uh, my brother said, you know, we raised um, God in our lives, you know, and he's always been there for me. It's just, um, it's a lot of things that have happened in my life that um, I kind of just stepped away. And, um, but I know he's there, you know, and he's going to bring me back no matter what. And I, I just got to work it for me. It's one minute at a time right now. So thank you. Thank you. Right, any years could be a year to 30 years, 40 years. Hi, Mer alcoholic. I'm so grateful to be here and so grateful to be taking this token. Uh, of course, I've done my uh, token tour already, but I had to come and take one from BBA because um, my third year was really hard for me. Um, I started slowly walking away from the program and um, and thank you so much, Jose, for your share. That was awesome. I didn't want to come up because I knew I was going to take a token, but I needed to hear that. Um, I've been, I started going back to church, and it's been just reinvigorating me. And, um, and this program, the BBA Way, um, has been, it's like lit me up again. Um, 
it was a couple of months ago when I started coming to the BBA um, when I realized that I was starting to go into depression almost. And I realized it was because I was slowly walking away from the program. This big life that God has, you know, blessed me with um, started taking over and I got too busy for my program. And I saw myself becoming this, um, I was doing things um, that I used to do alcoholically, sober. And that is like the biggest, um, it's so painful to see yourself doing things um, sober um, that you used to do alcoholically, you know, because before I would blame the alcohol why I was being manipulative or lying, um, but I didn't have that anymore, you know, and um, to see that I was starting to take control again and um, slowly walking away from my God, because, you know, for me, um, I loved what Jose was saying, like, when I came into the program, I finally found fellowship, you know, when I come to the meetings, I hear God so clearly because when I pray, I could, you know, I feel a download. I, I kind of hear um, certain things in my head. But when I come to the program, I feel like it's like iron sharpening um, iron, as they say. Um, I get to tell on myself. I get to hear things from you guys that reminds me of what God wants me to do. And um, yeah, I can't think this program enough. Um, I'm working with women now. I have a couple of sponsees. And for me, um, it's not about having sponsees. Again, it's about me going into the big book again, um, having it. Um, it's like, you know, in the Bible, how they say it's like the living word and it's reading like that's how I feel for the big book now. And um, yeah, my relationships with my family is amazing again. And um, yeah, I just can't thank this program enough um yeah so thank you guys thank you. Thank you. any more um yours jose alcoholic addict hey. and i met i met louise i was thinking about it today um maybe about four years ago and um how was it? Five? 2017. March 2017. God brought this man in my life. Five years, sorry. <laughs> so, at the time, at the time, Louise wasn't Louise. She had a different name. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we got to work together. And I began to see him once in a while. And then I had asked him at one point to just be in touch. We had to call me once a week. And the conversations were always the same. I'm doing this, it was a report more so than anything else. And at one point, in his search for a higher power, he found Jesus in a conversation that we had. And from that moment on, his life began to change. The man you're seeing here today was not here five years ago. The miracle the transformation that has happened within himself. He's going through a hard time also. We're going through a really, really hard time in his life, basically. And you look at the guy that's faithful, when he says he's going to do something, he does it. And he's not fooling around. He's about helping people, he's about loving people, and he's about showing up. So if you don't know him very well yet, get to know him. He's got some wisdom now. Get me in trouble a little bit. <laughs> so, congratulations, man. Thank you, brother.
I am Luis and I'm an alcoholic. And I am happy, joyous, and free. Um, God did say you. That's the invitation for all of us. Each one of us has been made for a purpose. And, um, you know, uh, the first time him and I, Jose and I spoke, he just listened. And I thought it was a 10 minute call and it ended up being like 52 minutes. And, um, and he's been there ever since. And he has, you know, um, he has just, I mean, today he was at first this stranger. I remember Tyler said, honey, you need to talk to Pastor Jose. I'm going to give you my time so you can talk to him. And I was like, okay. And so, but, you know, today Jose is my spiritual father. You know, and, um, you know, lately he calls me. <laughs> it's actually, you know, we forever we've had that Wednesday call, but, you know, with COVID and the pandemic, there are certain rituals, routines, practices that just shifted, you know, and my kid's schedule shifted. So our Wednesday 3.30 call just isn't regular anymore. So now it's like somewhere in between the week. You know, and I'm grateful that uh, he has taught me, leave a message. If I don't pick up, leave a message. And he calls me back, right? Um, and I have a little card here, like, just want to say thank you. Michael's not here tonight. He was my sponsor for four years. I'm not here without that Michael just pouring into me. Tyler for just loving me and connecting me. And Jose... And Brian and Leanne were there when I was going through my divorce as well. They were just, you know, trying to support me in any, any way they could, hearing me out. Randy and Tiffany, Oliver and David for inviting me for that workshop, their brother. They're, I mean, these are my brothers. Eastlake BBA, all of you here tonight, whether you've been here for, from the beginning of 2016 or you just got here tonight, you know, uh, this is a movement, you know. You get to be part of, and it's just about, you know, helping others. The San Diego BBA group as well. I'm grateful for AA and BBA, and, and I'm also grateful for this church. As someone mentioned earlier, it took two years of prayer. You know, when God gives you a vision, it starts like a burden. Your heart breaks for something, and you feel like there needs to be change. And then in that, then he basically says, now wait, wait on him. And in that time, you prepare, whatever that looks like, you know, and, and then it'll be time for action. And so, you know, this group has celebrated a year uh, this past July. You know, this week we published our, the podcast, the episode number 61. Our newsletter has, has published 161 uh, weekly newsletters. And that list is growing over 80 people now, you know, it's... It's small and steady. And so uh, I'm only here tonight because of the people who, were, who came before me. And I'm just trying to pay it forward. So thank you for letting me take this up tonight. Um, were any, any other uh, years? 31. Good evening. 
My name is Lorenza, and I'm a very, very grateful alcoholic. <laughs> in this, in this, all these 31st years, 31 years that I have been in, in, in Alcoholics Anonymous has been the happiest in my life. I really started leaving at 40, when I was 48 years old. I didn't have the slightest idea of what was to be God, what was to be nice, what was to be humble, how I was to be truthful, not even a mother, because I was, I was completely an alcoholic and my mind was completely now, and I always took the, 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 the place of God instead of looking for him. So I became, my, my journey has been wonderful. It has had its ups and downs. The first 10 years I went to, I went to, to, my, to my meetings religiously. Then I started coming here to, to the States because my children are here and then I'm living here because of my disease. I have COPD and, uh, and um, it has been hard for me. That has entertained me for that. But that, this, this disease has made me grow. To, as has, has, has taught me to really love God unconditionally. I mean, he's such a wonderful, wonderful thing to happen. It's a wonderful energy, a wonderful everything, because he, without him, I don't think I would have gone through with anything. I mean, I would have gone back to drinking, and then I've been really, I, I've enjoyed the joy in my life. I have it almost all the time and the happiness, and, and uh, what's the third one? Freedom. Ah, freedom, well, that one, we'll see. <laughs> freedom, I have felt free since I, since, I stopped, since I stopped drinking. I am very thankful to all of you. I'm gonna, my, my New Year's, whatever you say, I'm gonna go to meetings again, because I, I stopped going to meetings and I think, my, my, my sobriety has been lagging. I don't know how much, but I think it has been lagging. I think I could do better. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe at eastlakebba.com. You can also help us reach others by spreading the word about our podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the East Lake. Big Book Awakening Podcast.